Hello, and welcome to the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast, a show for people who want to take their personal training businesses and fitness coaching skills to the next level. Team Alloy has been in the personal training business since 1992 and share their insights from working with businesses and brands around the world. Listen in for secrets and tips on running a successful fitness business from personal training, marketing, staff management, scaling your business, and everything in between. If you are interested in having your own personal training business, our systems are well-developed, and we are focusing on very discreet segments which we think are the secrets to success. Now, let's get started with our host. What's up? Maddie, Matt, what's going on? Listen, um, I'm wearing the same jacket and the same shirt, but I don't want you to think that. Deja vu. I feel like we just did this. Yeah. I don't wash my clothes. I'm that age now. I just wear the same shit every day. I just wear all black every day, like Johnny Cash. Oh, I like that. Keeping it simple. Yeah. Isn't that good? Yeah. I'm really mixing it up. I'm going gray. So I'm way out there today. Outside the box. So you live. Way out of the box. (laughs) So what's cracking, man? Like last time we talked about step one of sales. So we go on step two today, I assume. Yeah, step two, go uh, through our sales process. Last one was great. People got a lot out of that one. So uh, yeah, what agree. you got for me? Well, let's take a step back. So we're in part two of a four-part series around sales. And this four-part series is essentially the one-hour sales process that we call the starting point session. This is step two. And yep. if we broke it down, it doesn't always work out perfectly, but if it did, it would be four equal parts. So what was that first one again? First one was what we call the meet and greet, also goal and needs analysis. And then we also broke it down to our internal term, which is peeling the onion, which is getting right. down. It's, it's again, based on the science of the auditory learner. So we sit down with someone and we go over goals and needs and we try to figure out what they did in the past and why they failed and how we're going to be different, right? The next step is this one, which we're going to call the assessment. Now, I don't love the term assess for... Right client facing. We'll just use that for the sake of the podcast today. But what we're essentially going to do is we're going to quantify movement. So when you look at our promise to customers, right? Looking good. Mm -hmm. That's usually weight loss. Like we talked about. Second one's feeling great. You know, that's our second promise. Now feeling great. A lot of time has to do with movement quality because we're, you know, we're mainly dealing with that 45, 50 age bracket and up. Mm-hmm. And if you get that far along in your life, you're usually going to have some chinks in your armor or a few sure. dings, especially yep. if you've been active or trying to be active, or even if you've been unactive, right? Or inactive. Mm-hmm. The best quote that I ever heard about this was from Dr. Stuart McGill. He's a spinal expert that we think a lot of a good dude. And, um, somebody asked him like, well, you know, every time I work out, I seem to get tweaked. He's like, hold on. He's like, here's the facts. Like, you know, whether you're active or not, when you get old, you're going to get tweaked. Mm-hmm. So would you rather get tweaked being active or sitting on your ass? Because it's going to happen either way. Right. So I love that. And so uh, we we are very, uh, you know, we, we align with that philosophy perfectly. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, majority of our clients, you know, in that age bracket, I'm just majority of the clients actually walk in the door. They all have injuries. They're right. all dinged up. I they mean, do. if you get that one client that's not, it's like a unicorn, honestly. It is. Well, and there's a couple of reasons, right? You have a sitting centric society. So we have jacked up hip flexors, weak core, terrible T-spine mobility, and you try to put activity or volume on top of that, people are going to get hurt, right? Right. So, yeah, I mean, moving well is very important. And now what we're going to be able to do is put a tangible score to people's movement. So step two for us, we're going to call it assessment, but we're going to use um, what we call the functional movement screen. So a lot of you guys that are technical coaches or have spent some time in the trenches have probably heard of the FMS we like it, and here's why. There's a couple of reasons. A, 
there's a lot of really good data, scientific data to back up its validity, right? When you look at predictability of injuries based on certain scores around the screen, they're repeatable and they're reliable, right? And they've used them in with tactical athletes like, you know, the fire department or mm -hmm. even with big energy companies for light pole workers and people that are, you know, if they can get their scores to 14 or better, you know, their chances of getting injured, which means less workman's comp for these companies exponentially higher. So there's good data behind it. But where I think it's undervalued and where I really like it is in the sales aspect, because we're trying to set ourselves apart from other facilities, certainly other training studios, which are a lot of, in our terms, a good workout, like meaning you're going to get sweaty, right? But there's a lot of smoke and mirrors around it, meaning it's, you know, it's fancy, there's good music, there's a lot of screaming, there's a headset, right? But what does it even mean? Are, in, are those exercises being applied to you correctly? And right. when we get someone in who, in our peeling the onion, says that they have an injury or a concern, this is your chance to show them that there's a process to what we do. And we talked about the science of how people learn, and this is how our starting point is set up. You've got auditory learners, and that's your talker, right? This is the person that is a seer, like likes to watch things. And so for them, what they're seeing is, um, if you're familiar with the test, if you're not, there's a board, right? And there's a dowel, and there's things to look at. So mm -hmm. they're seeing a real process. And when you take them out and you do this movement quality measurement, right, it shows them that it's all about them. Even right. if they end up in a, like, you know, we're training in this one to six coach to client ratio right now, it's not classes, but they're still a group setting. They're going to understand that you know exactly how to apply right. you know, the workout, the template to them correctly. This shows them there's a process to what we do. Right. And if they're going to end up in a group setting of any kind, even if it's two people, it's really important that you set them up for success by letting them know, don't worry, all this is being recorded, right? We know exactly what to do right. with you. And so we love the FMS. Now, if anyone here is not familiar with the FMS, it's pretty technical. It came out of, you know, at, like professional athletics. It's built by a couple of high-level physical therapists that are sports performance oriented, right? Used in the special forces, so you try to dumb all that down and make it work for adults. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. The original full-on FMS, you know, the quality of the information is great, but the test was so hard yeah. that it would make people often fail or feel like they were failing the first time in the gym. Now, if we have somebody that comes in that's relatively unfit or or they have an injury, you know, they don't have a big basis of fitness, the last thing you want to do is the first time they're in the gym, give them a, a an evaluation or a test, if you will, that's so difficult that they literally can't pass it the first time in right. because what they're thinking is, man, A, this makes me look stupid, so I'm embarrassed, <laughs> right? And if I can't even do the things you're asking me to do my first session in to right. see how I fit in, I'm never going to be able to do this Already workout. Already a failure. Fail, right. So I always tell the story of... Um, in my, a lot of my talks, I've told the story to illustrate this of the lady that came in. We first were FMS certified when it first came out. And I don't even remember when that was. It had to be 12, 15 years ago. And I had a lady that came in. She had a goal of losing 40 pounds. She was super heavy and she was really out of shape. She hadn't worked out. She's probably in her mid 50s. And there was one specific movement test called the trunk stability push up. And it essentially, it's a mechanically disadvantaged push-up, right? Where your arms are out over your head and you're trying to test your core strength by bringing your whole body up. And it's difficult for even someone right. that's mildly <laughs> athletic, right? So I get this lady in and I'm thinking, man, we're going to run this screen with, with great integrity. And she's all spread out on the floor like a flying squirrel. And I'm like, oh, this is not, I was just thinking, this is not going to go well, right? So this lady couldn't do a regular push-up. 
if I put a gun to her head or her kid's head. It's just not happening no matter how motivated she is, right? <laughs> so she's lying on the floor with her arms over her head and she's in this mechanically disadvantaged position. So I'm like, okay, Mrs. Johnson, you know, whenever you're ready. And she musters up every bit of strength that she has and pushes and nothing happens except her face turns a little bit red. Like she's literally glued to the floor. <laughs> so, and I'm feeling awkward for her. So I can imagine how she feels. Right? right. And so to try in my worst possible way to try to like, you know, take some of the sting out of it, I'd try to use humor and I'm like, Oh, whenever you're ready, you know, and she's probably <laughs> like, ah, you know, she's like, screw you, man, this, this is crap. So once again, she musters up all of her strength, pushes as hard as she can. And that creates a lot of internal pressure and she <laughs> blows a huge fart. <laughs> so here's someone who's insecure, overweight. And the first time in the gym, I made her do something so circus trick, ridiculously hard that she farted in front of everyone in the room. <laughs> and so she gets up, doesn't say a word to me, holds her head high, bless her heart, you know, grabs her purse and walks right out of the place, never to come back. And I'm literally chasing her out of the facility like an idiot saying, it's okay, everyone farts, come back. You know, I always tease people. Like if I had one on deck, I would have been like, you know, and, and right, see, look, we all do it. You know, that kind of thing. But I remember walking back in from that and I thought, you know what, this is bullshit. I'm not doing this anymore because I just robbed that, the ability of that lady to get in right. shape, right? We were the perfect place for her, but yet I screwed it up with this silly She test. wanted to lose weight and you made her lay down on the ground and fart. Right. Great job. Yeah. I mean, it's, it could be good for weight loss, I guess. I don't know. But you know, I have her lie down and fart everywhere. So it's like embarrassing. And then ultimately it's bad for my business. Like I didn't close, I didn't close the sale. Sure. I couldn't help her, couldn't make money. It's like a lose-lose, right? So we came back in. I said, all right, we're going to modify this thing. So we took this, What I, I like the, again, let me back up a minute. I love the sales approach. I love the fact that when you showed someone, it's all about them. You have a dowel and you have a board and you're going to do some tests right. and they're like, ooh, and they ask questions. Ooh, what is this? This is cool. Or what do they always say? I've never done this before. Right. That's great. You want to hear that. That's a differentiator in your market, right? Mm -hmm. And so we came back in and we started what I would describe as like hacking it for lack of a better word. So it's like, all right, let's take out all the hard things and let's replace them with things that are doable for average adults, right? That we can still get what we felt like was a good assessment of how they move. Like, okay, this is good for core strength. So if we're trying to test, not to be too technical, but anti-extension core strength, right? Does it have to be a trunk stability pushup or can we just do a plank, right? Mm -hmm. So we started sort of dumbing some of these things down to fit the general fitness population. Remember, this thing was built for high-level athletics, mm -hmm. right? Which a lot of our programming is, but it was one of those things that hadn't yet been hacked down to work for average sure. adults. Just cross the line a little bit. Yep, exactly. And it worked really, really well, right? Except through the lens of the true functional movement screen, the guys that run it, you know, there's no relevant data in there because they're not running these same tests sure. across a, a wide breadth of, of individuals. So- about two or three years into us running the modified screen and loving it as a sales tool, by the way, we were approached by Lee, you know, and Gray, the two creators of the functional movement screen. And they said, listen, we know you've been hacking the screen and you've been doing it at volume, you know, with lots of people because we had lots of facilities running it at this point. Um, and we'd love to have you up to headquarters, you know, to talk about it. And I was like, oh, no, like, I mean, they're pretty passionate, as they should be. Right, you just took their baby and... Uh, right, yeah, just jacking the whole thing up and uh, teaching people how to do it wrong, essentially, right? And um, they're, if you don't know these guys, you know, they hunt and fish, and their headquarters is like out in the middle of freaking nowhere. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get buried out back, and no one's ever going to see me again. <laughs> but I went up there, and to their credit, they said, look, we real this thing was built, again, it was built for professional-level athletes as a predictor of injury at high, high levels of, you know, performance. Mm-hmm. 
we recognize there needs to be a simpler screen for fitness. So credit to them. We worked alongside them to come up with what we now call the modified screen. Yep. It's what's actually baked into our app. Mm-hmm. And all that did was it allowed us to still collect relevant data that FMS felt like they could have integrity around, but not make people feel stupid in the process. Right. So we could close the sale. As a matter of fact, they came down to our mothership facility and we had clients in from both of our local brick and mortars and they screened like 300 people in two days. The you know, poor guys that were down here screening, they didn't get a lunch break, you know, <laughs> and, and all of our clients showed up. It's pretty cool. And what they wanted to see was if we just ran the modified screen versus the full screen, would we have missed anything as it pertains to the health, the general fitness market? And the answer was no. Yep. So they were fully confident that we could run that. So we launched the modified screen, which is great. And what I like about it is it running this type of assessment, and again, I'm selling the screen, but I, I think I like the fact that there's physical tools, mm-hmm. right? For the person that sees that learns by seeing people are basically going to fall into four quadrants is the way that we would describe it. So the first would be like they move well, so functional and they have no pain. That's kind of a rarity in the, in the gen pop with Mm -hmm. the age bracket that we're coaching. But you know, and we would say then based on you're combining this with their health history, meaning like how much are they already working out? Right. And that's where you decide to place them then in your programming. Right. We use like a leveling system based on that, as you know, So if somebody comes in and they've already been exercising regularly and they move well and they have no pain, we just say, hey, they're good to go. Right. Like put them in the most advanced thing, right? Because they're going to need that to feel like they're getting their money's worth, right? Now, the next bracket over would be, and we see this a lot, moves well, right? Has pain. Mm -hmm. So this would be someone who maybe plays a repetitive sport like golf or tennis and they have back pain or shoulder pain or something like that, Mm -hmm. but they're actually pretty athletic. So they come in and they, they screen pretty well, but they have an ouchie or two. Right. And, and the true rules of the screen, that gives you a goose egg in certain movement patterns if it hurts, right? Because if you try to stack weighted exercises on top of a movement pattern that hurts, mm-hmm. it's only going to make it worse. So for the people that move well but have pain, we work around the injury and refer out. It's the best way to do it. Because remember, staying within the scope of our practice, we don't treat pain per se, right? We're not going to attack an injury and say, oh, you know, well, I had a rotator cuff injury a few years ago. So why don't we just prophylactically do some of these external rotations? It's like, well, okay, great. Now you're going to make the supraspinatus thicker and it's going to have less space to travel under their, you know, under the bone, which might create a bone spur and makes it even worse. So like, don't even go there. So, all right, back up. So somebody has pain, right? You get them in. That's majority of people. All right. What are you telling them? How do you do explain this to a client, right? like their scores and stuff like that. Cause it's a lot different than me and coach to coach. What are you yep. telling to these clients when they do this assessment? Well, a lot of times remember this stuff has already been discussed mm-hmm. in the peeling of the onion, right? Like I have a bad back. Well, tell me about your back. You know, when did it start hurting? Was there a specific event? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times what happens is those things should have come out already in a conversation. If it's true pain, if you go out onto the floor Normally, that pain is going to be associated with some type of a faulty movement pattern. Right. So all the screen does is make you look really smart, right? Again, remember, you're trying to align yourself as an expert in this person's eyes to help you close the sale, right? right. So it's going to make you look really smart because you're going to see some of the movement discrepancies that either potentially caused this problem, yep. right? Or being caused by this problem, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? And so that's what we typically find is you're just having that conversation to say, oh, okay, I can see that. Like... Yep. So your shoulder's in a little bit of pain. You know, um, what we find is in, if you do a lot of overhead sports, you'll start to lose some internal rotation on your shoulder. And you probably, we see that in this test. So it's sort of, it makes us look more scientific. It right. makes things look more specific to them. 
And so we simply explain the results of the screen through their lens. Right. Right. And really what Based it does on their goals, is, that- is makes them more comfortable and lets them know that they're in good hands and be like, look, I know this, you know, we're going to work around this. We can make you safe throughout your workout. And he's knocking down those barriers um, that they still may have. I mean, this is your, still in your first 30 minutes of this client. Exactly. This is huge. So that's really, you know, very, very important. Yeah. That's a great point because they may have typically at that age bracket, they've tried and failed at other things. And maybe they're coming to you with a history of being hurt in a structured exercise program. Mm-hmm. So they're a little bit leery, right? They see the word personal training on the door and that makes them feel better than, than maybe the CrossFit tag they had down the road, right? But at the same time, it's like, ugh, you know, is it really better? This is just one more way to build that confidence that you're the right place. It shows them that you're very scientific. And again, when you're dealing with personal training clients, yeah, there's a certain income threshold that can afford personal training, right? Typically that income threshold comes along with maybe a little bit more intellect around their health and fitness, right? Sure. And so these aren't people that aren't smart or that don't understand, you know, how movement and things can tie to their, you know, faulty movement can tie to pain. Mm-hmm. So all you're showing them is like, hey, we are scientific, right? And there right. is a process around this. And they're like, oh, these guys are smart or these guys know what they're doing. That's what we're trying to build. Yeah. And we're actually, I mean, let's face it, this isn't a faulty smoke and mirrors test. We're actually collecting relevant well, that's, data. That's the real deal. I yeah. mean, you, I mean, to not do this would be, um, you know, basically putting them in danger. I mean, that's if you just throw them out on the floor and let it's up to the coach to figure it out. I mean, you're gonna you have can't. a problem. No, you can't. And, and and let's face it, like clients don't like to be the odd one with the injury. Right. So in a lot of ways, you're protecting them from themselves. So if you don't collect this relevant data and then pass that along to coaches, which we do through our app mm-hmm. when they're coaching people, people will just say they won't even tell you they have a problem because they're out there on the floor. There's a couple more people in the session. It's time to do kettlebell swings. They don't want to tell you their back right. hurts, right? Yeah. They'll be like, well, it'll be okay. I just don't want to say anything. Well, if we already know, they don't even have to address it. We're the ones that address yeah. it, as you should in personal training, right? Yeah. So going through this assessment, it gets the relevant data that we need, and it puts people into these four quadrants. So again, moves well, no pain, good to go. Moves well with pain, work around it, refer out, right? Identify that pain. Maybe there's a way that, again, we're not diagnosing injuries, but maybe there's a way that we can sort of validate their pain, if that yep. makes sense, with mm-hmm. movement. Now, there's another quadrant that says, um, you know, doesn't move well, right? But has no pain. So again, now we're into the doesn't move area. Right. And here's what I'll say. There are a lot of people that fit into this category as well. So if you don't move well and you don't have pain, we always jokingly say, doesn't move well, doesn't have pain yet. Yeah, pain does not uh, precede dysfunction. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, generally dysfunctional before something hurts. Right. So, you know, doesn't hurt yet, right? And so what we'll say is like, well, if we're not going to stack, you know, volume and load on top of a dysfunctional movement, because that's a recipe for injury. And that's, again, this isn't a sales process, but to take it a step further, like from a churnout rate, if you start hurting people, man, you're, you're yeah, dead because they're going to tell everybody in the neighborhood that you hurt them. So anyway, and then the last one would be doesn't move well and is in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. That person's probably not coming to your gym anyway. I mean, if they're really terrible at movement and in a lot of pain, I don't know about you, but like if, if I've had my you know, back spasms before and I, the last thing I'm thinking is like, I'm going to hire a trainer right now. It's like, you go to the fucking hospital. You know, like, <laughs> You'd be surprised. Me I mean, people, they go through a lot of different places. So you might be their last beacon of hope. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And if they are, I would just say have integrity around it. But the most important thing as it pertains to the sales process is like, look, we're dealing with the emotional side of seeing that there's a process to what we do, right? right? Which makes it look more scientific. Um, and they're seeing us now as more of an expert, right? It brings validity to what we're doing. And it really speaks to the brand promise of 
personal training, not classes, right. right? And so that that's the most important thing about it. So I don't know if you have anything to add to that. that I mean, it's, but, it's vital the sales process, hundred percent, but it's also vital just to given a good experience going forward. I mean, yeah, I mean it's it's a must in my. Well, you my think mind. about like in the future, you can remeasure, right? So to be able to show tangible improvements in movement sure. quality, which speaks to that whole feeling great brand promise right. is really important. So I would say that it's a good baseline. You're going to get questions about it. So as part of our franchise, you know, you get a, you get a FMS certification to go along with it. And if you don't like the FMS and you like something else, do something. So my point right. is have a process in your sales process that shows people that you know what you're talking about, that you're an expert in what you do and makes right. them comfortable. And it shows that you care and that you're different than the right. place down the street. And for the person that learns by seeing, this is a very good visual tool right. to make things stickier it's for huge. this individual. Yeah. When it goes right to the coaches, the coaches understand it. So it's like, we're all on the same page. It's huge. Well, think about it. if you're doing a trial, because like, okay, this might be the starting point session, mm -hmm. but if somebody's there on a trial, and if you don't take this data and information and apply it correctly to the programming and someone's going to be in there for a week or two weeks, or some people are doing a 30 day personal training experience or something like that. And the information that you talk about in the office doesn't get applied in the programming. There's a huge disconnect. Mm -hmm. So that's still sales. Certainly if you're selling a hook into market, that's some kind of a come try me. Well, you know, our, our clients say, uh, they're so, uh, wise about it now they almost wait for you to give them something that they know they shouldn't have just to I throw know. it back in your face well and that that's when you know you're cooking with oil is when your clients go to other brands to right. try it and come back just disgusted at the terrible form and the fact that no one got any corrections right. yeah. it's like but, a I mean, brainwash but that's great to that i mean it's more people they know about these things and right and if you're not doing something it, it's just buying a no that's I mean, a great point i mean, to, it, I mean in today's age to sell something you have to be an expert and people are not uninformed. Like no one suffers from a lack of information these days. Right. If anything, we've got too much information, but if you don't somehow align yourself as an expert in their eyes and what better time to do it than when you're about to ask them for money, yep. you're crazy. So yeah, hundred percent, but listen guys have some type of assessment. That's step two in our four part series. And we'll cover the other parts in uh, upcoming episodes. Awesome. Great stuff. Bye, brother. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast. If you have any questions for the host or are interested in learning more about running a successful personal training business of your own, please reach out and say hello. Connect with us at www.alloypersonaltraining.com and sign up for our free newsletter to receive additional resources.